You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, here's your hosts, Peter and Steve. Good morning. I'm Peter Inch, host of the Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show and general manager of Roy Inch & Sons Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing, a service expert company, and a three-time winner of the Consumer's Choice Award, the London Free Press Best of London, and the London Community News Reader's Choice Award. We thank you for joining us this morning and hope you can join us every Saturday morning from 9 to 9.30 as we provide you, our listeners, with some tips on your heating, air conditioning, plumbing, how it works, and how to save some energy in your home. But most important, the phone lines are open, so you can call in, ask any question uh, you have relating to heating, cooling, and plumbing in your home or business. You can call us locally at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Or you can send us an email while we're on the air or anytime during the week at inchbyinch at serviceexperts.com. And one lucky caller today will win a free air conditioning tune-up, so don't wait. Give us a call right away. I'm flying solo tonight, just or today, just Lindsay and I uh, looking after the, the show. Steve is out uh, riding in the MS bike um, from Grand Bend to London and then London back to Grand Bend. Uh, he's going to maybe try to call in if he's not going... Uh, up a hill, he's going to give us a call, and we hopefully will get a chance to talk to him of how that's going. But we got a few emails over the um, week that we're just going to dive right into and go through. Um, one of the emails we got is uh, during the last week, we had our hydro go out. How uh, should we turn our air conditioner off, or how long? Should we leave it off before we turn it back on? And that came in from Bill. The uh, Bill, the best thing to do if your hydro goes out, if it goes out for more than five minutes, it's not an issue. There's no problem. You can uh, just leave your air conditioner alone. Some of the new thermostats, when the hydro comes back on, they have an automatic uh, five-minute delay before they'll bring the air conditioner on. So the ones that we're worried about are the thermostats that don't have that built in or the air conditioner doesn't have that built in. So if we just had a power failure for, you know, 30 seconds or a minute and your air conditioner tried to come back on, there is a chance that it could blow the fuse or blow the breaker. And then, you you know, if you weren't paying attention to it, you might not find that out for for an hour or so till the house starts to warm up. So we normally say if the hydro goes out and your thermostat doesn't have an automatic five-minute built-in delay, then we would suggest if it went out for less than five minutes, you would turn the air conditioner off, wait five minutes, and then turn it back on. Um, That's just to protect the unit. Uh, The gas pressures in an air conditioner you know, are like 200 pounds on one side and 50 pounds on the other side. And when it it goes off, they equalize. Uh, They try to get to, you know, 125 pounds on both sides. So if it shuts off for a short time, it may not equalize. 
when it tries to come back on, it, it, it is very difficult then because the pressures aren't correct. And to protect itself, it may blow a fuse or blow a breaker. So if you've got an old thermostat, you might upgrade to one that will have this automatic five-minute delay in if the hydro goes out and comes back on. Or turn it off if you don't and just wait five minutes, and then you can turn it back on. So hope that helps, Bill, give you a little information on that. Um, We had a call in from Sue that was asked about Water heater temperature, what should it be set at to kill bacteria? Uh, And she said, I've heard of 120 degrees. Well, the water heater itself should be set at 140 degrees. Um, 140 will kill the bacteria in the tank or anything that has happened to try to build up inside the water tank or the water heater, but you should have a mixing valve on top of the water heater that is set to 120. So 120 is is now the law of how it should be set to prevent anybody from getting scalded. You know, if they turn the hot water on full, um, like a child, and they happen to put their hands underneath it, they wouldn't get scalded. So... 140 is what the water heater should be set at, but 120 is what the mixing valve should be set at. So if you have a thermometer uh, and that's 120 Fahrenheit, you should uh, run your hot water, put your thermometer in, take a reading of it, and make sure that it's 120 or 115 in that area. Uh, If you get much below that 115, people find that it's really not hot water or they don't think it's hot enough. But if you're up at 140 or higher, then there has to be some education done to anybody who comes in that home to use that hot water so that they don't scald or burn themselves when when it comes on. So 140 for the water heater, 120 for the mixing valve. um, And a lot of the new homes have these mixing valves already installed. So if you have an older home and you replace your water heater, uh, then they should be installing this mixing valve on it at that point. Uh, Some people will run a separate water line to their dishwasher and to the washing machine so that that water can be 140 degrees. But anything where you would get your hand or bathtub or showers, they would all be set at 120 due to the mixing valve. So hope that uh, answers your question there, Sue. And I should mention uh, we're growing again, so we're looking to hire a plumber. So if there's anybody out there that knows a licensed plumber, um, we're gonna. We would like to hire a licensed plumber, get that going, and then probably in the spring we'll be hiring a couple of apprentices um, at that point. But if you know any licensed plumbers that are looking for a job in the London St. Thomas area, have them uh, send their resume in to myself, Peter Inch, or they can email it to that inch by inch at serviceexperts.com, and uh, we're looking to hire that as soon as we can. Um, we had uh, a, a customer come into our counter this week asking about uh, filtration systems for drinking water. And and their question was, you know, I'm buying all this bottled water. Uh, I don't want to use just regular tap water. Is there a, uh, a filter system that we can put under a sink in the kitchen that has its own uh, spout for drinking water? 
and definitely there is. And we would recommend that environmentally it saves all the plastic bottles. Um, you don't have to go to the store to get that uh, pure water. You can get it right from a tap. Um, we're seeing a lot of people now, they install it in the kitchen just because it's easy for everyone to use it. But now they're installing it also up in the uh, bathrooms that they can use to brush their teeth and so forth. So they are out there, a, a small filtration system that goes under the sink. They do need regular maintenance. Um, the filters need to be changed. So it isn't something you install and forget about. It is something that you'd have to put in, um, look after it, and, and make sure that um, you replace those filters on a yearly basis. But uh, for sure, they are out there. Well, we're just going to take a break here, but the phone lines are open. So you can give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, once again, your hosts, Peter and Steve. Welcome back on this beautiful Saturday morning. It's going to warm up there, I think, a little bit today. So uh, if you haven't got that air conditioner on, you might want to turn it on and give it a head start to get caught up on uh, everything that's going on uh, with this hot weather that's coming out there. Um, We've got on the line, I think, our biker, Steve. How's it, uh, how's it going out in the road there, Steve? It's a beautiful day. Are you going and, up a hill or down a hill? No, we're just traveling on a nice horizontal plane. Yeah. And, Ray, uh, Ray, Ray, our team captain's got us going a grueling 27 kilometers an hour. But... <laughs> well, you, you want me to tell him to pick the pace up a little bit, or do you want me to tell him to slow it up a little? It's a good thing he's not connected to the radio, so, yeah. But there's about... about 2,000 riders out here today, so it's a beautiful day and for a great cause. Great. And and what is the cause you're riding for, Steve? Uh, we're riding for multiple sclerosis. So it's uh, it's the MS ride, the Johnson MS ride. It's every year from Grand Bend to London and then London to Grand Bend tomorrow. And uh, where where roughly are you? Have you hit Park Hill yet? or? Uh, we are nowhere near Park Hill. We've we were one of the last to start, so we've only logged in about 11 kilometers so far. Okay. Well, well, keep pedaling and, and stay straight up. We don't want to see you down on the side of the road there. And, and just let you know, people still can donate even though we're riding right now, and they just have to go to mssociety.ca, click on Donate and find my name, and they can, they can just donate right online. Well, that's great. You didn't get hit by that car that just went by you, did you? No, 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 the car's well on the other side. We're okay. All right. Well, we'll ask you, you know, all our listeners out there, if you want to donate, uh, look, uh, go under, it was MS? Society.ca, yes. Society.ca, and look for Steve Gilbert, and he would be more than happy if there was uh, some donations towards this great cause. And thank you, Steve, for uh, doing the ride and supporting the community. You get that knee fixed up, and then we can you can join us next year, Peter. Yeah, well, we, we may we may put that knee off till after the ride, but uh, <laughs> all right. Okay, thanks, Steve. All right, bye bye. Well, we really we appreciate Steve uh, out there riding for the MS Society, and we really uh, encourage all of our staff to get involved with the uh, community and and do rides like that. Uh, 
We're going to walk a mile in your shoe. We Our office is going to do that coming up, I think, in September. Is, uh, and, uh, of course, we always do our breast cancer uh, um, week-long event at our where we wear pink hockey jerseys and uh, take donations from our customers and everything and donate it to the uh, breast cancer. So we're always out there trying to help in the community and appreciate Steve, what he's doing, and all the riders out there, all 2,000 of them. And, you know, be safe, and if you're driving to Grand Bend, watch out for them. Uh, give them a little extra room so that they um, are safe and all get back home to their families. Um, we did have um, one person uh, call in and uh, left an email for us, sorry, and said, life expectancy on an AC and furnace, how long should they expect to run they have one uh, here. It looks like it's about 10 years old and needs about $800 in repairs. And they're wondering, you know, should I fix it or should I not? And, I mean, life expectancy on furnaces and air conditioners all depend on a couple things. Quality of the product and maintenance of the product. So there is what we call builder-grade product and there is uh, a very high-end product. So... Uh, builder grade won't last as long as the high end, but neither will last very long if you don't perform maintenance on it. So the years have gone by where you didn't touch a furnace or air conditioner for 30 years and it would work fine and you'd buy a new one. Now these are very sophisticated product, kind of like your cars. They have sensors that come up and bring engine lights on in cars Well, they they cause problems in the furnace and air conditioners that need to be fixed. So uh, if you maintained it every year, a furnace and air, air conditioner should last 12 to 15 years without any trouble. If you don't maintain it, we're seeing furnaces and air conditioners last 8 to 10 years. So the, the maintenance and looking after it is a huge thing to extend the life of it. So a lot of people say to us, I spend all this money to purchase a new one, and then you want me to spend money every year to maintain it. And the answer is yes. One is it keeps the warranty in effect so that if it has a 10-year warranty, you have to have it serviced every year to keep the warranty in effect. And second thing is we know if it's maintained, you'll get the most efficiency out of the unit as well as you will get a longer life out of the unit so you won't have to buy a new, newer unit sooner. So it it is definitely something that extends the life. But the average life of an air conditioner, you know, 12 to 15, uh, and then the same with the furnace. But if you don't maintain it, we're seeing them last 8 to 10 years um, with no maintenance. So highly recommend uh, to get out and look after that. Um, one thing we have going on, we do rent uh, hot water tanks. Uh, we have a promotion on right now that is don't pay for three months. And you also get a $50 gift card, whether that's to Home Depot, Best Buy, Loblaws, whatever you would uh, you want. They have uh, probably eight that you can choose from for that $50 gift card. So it's a great thing to, to get done uh, in the summer. Don't pay for three months, and then it takes effect. Our rates are very competitive with all our competition out there. So if you're interested in changing water heaters or you got one that's, you know, 10, 12 years old that you're, you know, you're a little concerned that it may start leaking, uh, give us a call at the shop and we can send somebody by and uh, work out a price for you, no charge for that, and you can determine whether you'd like to change or not. Um, we've had a 
an email in from Ed who said, I'm looking to uh, run my fan continuously. Is that a good idea or will that cost me more uh, electricity? And the answer is yes, it's a good idea. We really would hope everybody would start running that fan all the time um, to move the cold air and air conditioning from the basement up and just help circulate it. If you have certain rooms that are uh, warmer than other rooms, this will help it by keeping that air moving. Um, we also, in the you know, in the winter, you got hot air rises and cold air falls. Well, again, if we can circulate that air, um, we can make the home more comfortable. The new furnaces out there, they have a, a DC motor or ECM motor. Uh, it's also called. They are very efficient. Um, running that is less than running a light bulb. So when you're changing your furnace, make sure you're getting that ECM motor or DC motor. Most of the rebates from the Ontario Power Authority is going towards getting customers to to go towards that motor. Uh, We don't want uh, the old motors installed in there. We'd like that ECM to save money so... Then when you're running it, it, it's not costing you anything. Also, by running this motor, you will save because your air conditioner won't run as much or your furnace won't run as much because we're taking that air and mixing it, which will allow that air conditioner to stay off a little longer before it comes on. So we highly recommend, Ed, to run that uh, fan motor all the time and uh, definitely... uh, if uh, it would save you some money down the road, I think, on your utility bills and if you're changing your furnace, definitely take a look at getting that ECM motor and it's just pennies to run that every day. Um, we also had a, a customer come into our front counter the the other day and he, he was concerned because he thought he was smelling a gas smell uh, in his basement. Uh, so we went right out to check it. And it wasn't a gas smell. What it was was a backdrafting. So his water heater vented up a chimney, and he had done renovations over the last year where he put in new windows, he put in new insulation, he did some caulking around uh, pipes where it went through the foundation, just sealing everything up, trying to save energy. But he had gone a little too far, and now the house was starving for air. And the easiest place for air to come into a house is down, if you've got a wood fireplace, it's down your wood fireplace chimney. If you don't and you have a um, a water heater that goes up your chimney of your house, it will bring it down that uh, chimney for the water heater. And in this case, that's what it was doing. And it was bringing this smell back into the house that he thought was a gas leak. And it really was the smell of combustion from the the water heater. So uh, we went out, found out that his house was too tight. We showed him by cracking a window. It all went away, and he now has to determine how he's going to bring air into his house, whether that's an HRV, whether that is cracking a window and leaving it open all year long, or whether it was putting in a a, uh, pipe into the basement that will bring fresh air in just to allow his appliances to to take care of themselves. So just make sure when you're doing your upgrades that you don't go too far and it ends up uh, hurting you. Um, 
when we're not on the radio, you can reach us by calling in London or St. Thomas at 519-681-2450 or in Sarnia at 519-786-2373 or 1-866-EXPERTS or always online at RoyInch.com. You can listen to our podcast of this show or any of the shows at RoyInch.com by hitting the inch-by-inch button on the right-hand side of the homepage. And as we say at the shop, life is hard by the yard, by the inch, life's a cinch. We'll see you next week.